You're listening to the Clarity Digital Marketing Show with your host and author of The Clarity Project, Liam Thompson, helping you reach, influence, and attract more customers or clients online. Check us out online over at claritydigitalmarketing.com. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Yeah. We've got Tim Tavender on today. Tim, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, yeah. So uh, I have a marketing business. It's called the Marketing HQ. That's the actual trading name of my business. Um, and I specialize in in health, fitness, and well-being marketing. So uh, that's an evolution of what I used to do. So I used to be a personal trainer many years ago, and um, when I say many years ago, I mean many, <laughs> and um, and then I then I sort of transitioned from being a personal trainer to, to a marketing business, and that was around sort of 2009. So I've been doing this some time now, and worked for quite a few different types of industry before thinking, well, you know what? I used to be a fitness trainer. I've worked with quite a few since, just just in the course of doing my marketing business, and I figured, well why not specialize in, in an area that I was really passionate about. So now I've got, um, got a number of clients in the fitness, health and wellbeing area. So that ranges mostly, mostly fitness and, and PT, but also things like acupuncture, chiro, physio, anything like that as well. Um, and yeah, so what we do is we, we basically help them to get clients um, and use all the usual ways that other people use. So, you know, Facebook's a massive one for everyone at the moment. No surprises there. Um, but also helping to build systems in. So um, so helping them to sort of get straight uh, in terms of how they're going to acquire leads and what they're going to do next with them. Much like yourself, Liam. Much like yourself. Um, but um, but more recently, the, the, the thing that I'm, I'm sort of uh, really getting out there at the moment is, is, uh, is a course I've, I've put online. I didn't want to sort of... Sort of get in and plug it too early i won't plug it but it's, it's effectively what we do now is trying to help trainers to to get that clarity around their business so what i realized a little while back was a lot of a lot of businesses in fact um they get they start their marketing probably a bit too early and i know internet fit pro you guys uh have been doing this since day one i think is that you work with guys before you even build their website you work with guys on getting very, very clear about what their offering is, who they're, who they're offering it to. But what I decided to do, and it was something that was a sticking point with me, was to, to work on the sort of the mental clarity that you need before you even create your product. And by what, by, what I mean by that is often, like, I'll give you an example. Is it okay to just rattle off, by the way? Yeah, I'm just, yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah. We've got some questions. Um, I've got loads of questions for you anyway. So. It's kind of like you wound me up a bit and then you went, go! Um, <laughs> and I'll run out of batteries in a bit, but uh, you chip in whenever. But um, but what I was doing before with um, with my online course was I was trying to just sort of show people how to create a, a system to market their business. Just one system, go and do it, you'll get some clients, right? And it was really good, but... Um, what I, what I started to do is I started to try and market it in a way that I'd learned, which wasn't congruent with who I was and how I felt about the world. So, and it's not to say I was doing it in any sort of dodgy way. I decided to market it with the classic tripwire. And for me personally, I think it's a very effective technique, but for me personally, I, hello? 
Yeah, I just want to explain what a tripwire is for people who don't know what that is. Sure. I am not a big fan of the term tripwire because it's a bit, for want of a better word, douchebag internet marketing. <laughs> we like to use the word low barrier to entry offer, especially if we're working with fit pros on our internet fit pro business, we want them to give their clients something that makes it easy for them to work with them, something that is not high in cost and, and something that means they don't have to take too much of commitment. Internet marketers generally call it a tripwire because as soon as they buy it, it's usually a low price, $7, seven pounds offer. As soon as someone buys it, they'll then make them another offer for an upsell. So in terms of psychology, yes, it does work because when, when you buy something, you get a little dopamine kick and, and you immediately want to get another one. So you want to buy something again. This is why the upsells work. But internet marketers, it's a bit, it's not dodgy. It's just a bit internet market douchebaggy. I hope that makes sense. So back to Tim. Yeah, so, so good explanation. Exactly that. You know, I, I, I just sort of, I didn't like the term. I'd been doing a lot of work at the time on um, Robert Cialdini stuff, the, the, uh, the psychology of persuasion and all that kind of social psychology stuff. And I uh, had all the books, reading all the things, learned about all the triggers that, that, that cause people to make decisions, uh, cause people to say yes. Um, and for me personally, that all felt a little bit manipulative in a way. And the, the, the thing about it was, was that with, with Cialdini, even with what, what, what is in his book is a very good book. Go and get it, go and read it, absorb it. But there was some terminology there I didn't like, which was like weapons of influence, for example. You know, um, it was all about, for me, it was all a little bit kind of, you're trying to get people to do things they don't want to do. And, and I, and I recognize it's just a terminology thing, right? So all you're trying to do is, um, is if you've got a, a gift, a power, something really worthwhile to put in people's hands, then it's your duty to do that. Okay. So you've got to persuade people. Um, now I, I sort of took a step back and I said, well, this isn't really congruent with, with how I want to do things. So I, so I stripped everything back and I was like, right, how do I want to do stuff? And a lot of people listening to this, um, will know Ryan Lee, you know, Ryan Lee yourself as a guy I admire very much. I've not met him or anything like that, but I, I consume all his stuff. And I think it's as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, very straightforward, his values and all that kind of stuff, very similar to mine. So I did this exercise on, uh, on values. And it was with a guy I'm working with. It was a, a client of mine who's a, a business coach, and we're building him a, uh, an online course. And he did this thing with me. So this is what I want to do with my customers. He did this thing, and it was all about how to identify your core values. Because up until that point, I was like, what are my core values? I can kind of think about what sort of person I am. And we did this exercise, and at the end of it, I was like, right, I know I'm a family man. That's, that's important to me. I know that uh, it's important to me not to be a con man, like you know, some of the internet, like say, douchebags are out there. Um, there were certain sort of marketing things going on in the world of fitness that we all know and we all got used to, which is the high-ticket stuff, coaches, training coaches, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I didn't want to do any of that. And, and I watched a, a, a webinar of Ryan Lee's one night, and it was, hey, guys, this is a launch party. And it was when he launched Freedom again. And, and I stayed up till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning to watch it. And it was just literally, just, guys, come and join me. I'm going to show you what I've got. And I'm going to give you an offer. Mm. So there was no manipulation. There was no kind of psychology. It was literally just, I'm just going to show you 
what I've got, I'm going to tell you what it's going to do for you, and it's up to you then. And I thought, wow, what a brilliant masterclass in how to launch something. Now, don't forget, obviously, he'd done a lot of goodwill before that, but he, I just thought that's the sort of person I admire, and that's the sort of place I want to go. So I did a lot of work on clarity, on core values, on creating vision for your business, all that kind of stuff. And um, so I, I decided to sort of launch that out there in a, in a kind of a beta and um, got some great feedback from people who were saying things like this should be taught at school. So I knew I was onto something with that, where it, it's kind of the bit that gets you so clear that, that later on there's no friction mm. and later on there's no barriers. I don't know, Liam, if you've done that before, you've, you've created something, you haven't gone out there and sung from the, the rooftops about it because something deep down inside of you is telling you it's just not right. It's not congruent. There's something not right about it. Um, I think that I think that's a problem for a lot of entrepreneurs, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. me personally, I am onto my. I think I might be on my sixth business, and I get to a point in business sometimes. And even though businesses are doing really well, we we had one business that was doing nearly a million pounds a year, and it just didn't feel right. There was, there was something missing, and I think you're right. That boils down to core values. And and if you go back to uh, to Ryan, Ryan Lee, Ryan for me is one of the best marketers that I know, and he is so congruent with his message across the board. And when you meet Ryan in person, and he's, he's become a good friend of mine, mm. he's, he's exactly like that in real life. Whereas if you meet some of these other marketers who, who, who are trying to sell you things online? They're completely different people when you meet them in person. But Ryan, Ryan is Ryan. In fact, hopefully we'll have Ryan on on this podcast in in the next couple of weeks. I haven't got around to asking him yet. So Ryan, if you're listening, uh-huh. to, I'm going to be emailing you today and uh, trying to get you on. <laughs> Brilliant! No, that'd be great. It'd be it'd actually be an honour to be on the same podcast listing. So I, I just think, as with you and and the lovely Amy as well, but um, I. I just think that there's certain entrepreneurs out there and, and the exercise that I'm talking about with the core values thing, it gets you to identify people that you admire and then businesses you admire. And the reason why it does that is because it gets you to identify in other people the things that you like and the things that make you tick. And, and so um, it also asks you to, to have a look at people you don't admire. So it gets you to identify things you, that, that aren't congruent with you. So that, that, like I said, down the line, one of the things is, is that I see it a lot. I've seen it a lot, a lot of businesses where they're trying to market something in a certain way or they're trying to market something that's not, they haven't thought out properly yet. They just thought, I need some clients uh, quick. And they, they go to the latest sort of technique. They chuck up a Facebook post or whatever. And it flops because it just, there's something about it which caused friction inside them. They weren't, it wasn't quite, you know, it wasn't quite uh, congruent with who they are and what they want to do. So it may work for a little while. Um, and, and this is why it's so important to do this kind of stuff, not just right at the start of a business, but regularly because things change. You know, when I first started my fitness business, I was a single guy. Uh, it was back in early 2000, something like 2002. Um, and, you know, running around the countryside getting up at 5am, still going at 10, 10 at night, wasn't a problem for me then. But as soon as I met my wife, my girlfriend then, and I wasn't seeing her very much, it did become a problem. So my, my values and my, you know, my vision for my business changed. So I had to, I had to adapt. 
Um, and so it's an important exercise to do regularly is that you, you identify your core values, you keep up to date with them. I think that uh, what, what you're saying about your relationships there is, is, is great because if you look at business as a whole, business is about building a relationship and, and it's exactly the same. I love to use the terminology that business is just like dating. And if, you, if, if, if any of you guys are married or you're in long-term relationships and you look at why you're with your partner, for, for me, I, I'm with my wife because our core values are the same. Like we, we are completely different people. Like I'm pretty chilled out. She's very highly strung. But when you look at her core values and what we want in life, it's exactly the same. And that should be the same across the board with, you, with your clients and how you market your business. And you'll find that if you, and, and again, the, the, the guys, the, the gurus and stuff, they will, they will call this being your authentic self which is a little bit woo-woo for me, but mm-hmm. it's sort of right. It's, it's, I saw the term yesterday, and it was reverse avatar marketing. So <laughs> rather than working out yeah. what your avatar is, i.e. who your potential perfect client is, if you just be you and be yourself and, and, and run your business according to your core values, like, like you said, Tim, then you'll find that people will be attracted to you and, and sort of come into you that way. Yeah. The challenge for most, sorry Tim, as I say, the, the challenge for most people I think is that they don't actually take that time. Like Tim was saying at the start, you know, they start marketing too early, um, you know, and they haven't kind of taken that time to really dig deep into who they are and what they're doing. And then the brand message is so weak, it doesn't resonate with anybody. You know, mm, not actually putting it out there into the world. But I think, sorry, go on. Yeah, I think, I think one of the, one of the, uh, one of the reasons why that is is because when when businesses and marketers are looking to learn this stuff, they they're essentially learning learning tactics from these internet marketers and from from people and from reading these books and and the short lived tactics that, as Tim said, they're going to work for a short time. Yeah. That's what they really need to do is look at their business holistically and and look at the overall strategy because that's something that's going to going to last longer and and you can always change the tactics as you go along because because types of marketing will change uh it's facebook ads today is probably the easiest way to get your message in front of people it could be twitter tomorrow or snapchat it's probably not going to be twitter but these things are always evolving and always changing but the overall strategy of business and the overall strategy of marketing and getting your message out there has not ever ever changed it's still the same it's the same as it was a hundred years ago it's mm. since over a thousand years ago yeah yeah i t- totally totally agree i mean um it's one of, so, there's a few things i want to i mentioned about the last sort of passage conversation we've both had there because there's two really important things for me there one is um when you when you take time to figure out what you're about as a person it then helps to shape who you're going to be helping like who are you going to be serving at the highest level? And then you create your product, your service from that. What a lot of people do is they say, right, I'm a personal trainer or they've got an experience they've had. And then they create their products and services then at that point, And then they, then they go and find their clients after. So the problem with that is, is that you end up with clients that maybe aren't the right clients for you. So your clients find you rather than you finding them. So when you know 
who you are, what you're about, the sort of business you want, the sort of people you want to help. That comes down to everything from the niche you want to work in, the people you love working with the most. Like, you know, if you love working with, I mean, I was having a chat with a trainer the other week and I said to him, who do you enjoy training the most? Or, or put it another way, who do you get the best results for and makes you feel good about it? He's like, well, it's women 50 plus in his gym. I said, well, there's your market then. You know, they, they, he then went on to explain that they, they're the ones that always pay right in time. They're all these ones that work really hard. That, and he just, he went through this whole thing and they're the ones he really enjoyed working with first. So he had a real gift for helping them. So then he could structure his products and service around that, which, which is a completely opposite way for most people. Most people think, right, I've got a skill. I'm a trained plumber, for example. I'm going to go and start a plumbing business. Rather than thinking, I've got this very specific product I'm going to offer to these very specific people and then go and structure that around it and find the people that you need. Um, does that make sense, what I've just said? Is it a bit of a ramble? No, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's what we would call a niche within a niche. Mm. Yeah, personal training, if we use that as an example, is, is a niche, but within that niche, there are so many other demographics and target markets and, and problems that, that you can solve. And, and, and rather than actually focusing on one of these, a lot of the people in that market, they'll try and be, uh, try and be jacks of all trades. Even if you look at the, 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 the handyman who does a bit of plumbing, does some electrician work, is a, a joiner, and he can come and maybe fit your carpets in your house. People aren't looking for someone that can do all of that stuff. Mm. When you have a problem, if you have a leak in your bathroom, you don't go looking for a handyman, you go looking for a plumber. Yeah. So, so by super nation or nation down and really getting clear on, on who you want to attract and who you want to go and find, it just, it'll just make business a lot easier and it'll make, and I know I keep using this term because this, this is what's really important for us. It's all about getting your message in front of the right audience. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a guy say to me once, um, uh, find the right field and plow that field. I was like, well, that's, in- yeah, that's interesting. If you want the right sort of crops and he used that kind of analogy, I was like, oh yeah, all right. So you, you, you know, that's exactly, exactly what you need to do. You need to be finding the right place to, to get in front of those people. Um, and, and the thing is, is, is again, with the, with the training example, fitness training example, I actually quite like the fact that online training has come around now because it's forcing people to super, super niche. And I think, I think like for a lot of local businesses, it will be dangerous for them to, to niche too much because you've got to look at the demographic of your area because like the example I used before, you know, if you live in a town that's like, like a very big student town, it's got hardly any aging population in there, but you're a trainer that trains older people, then you're probably not going to get enough people. Um, but if you go online, you know, you, you can niche as much as you like. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day saying that, you know, how many clients do you actually need? Um, you could target 40-year-old accountant women who want to lose more than two stone. That's a real super niche there. And if you, if you put an advert out like that and got it in the front of the right people, you're going to get some very, very relevant people who are contacting you. And it's that's so be- easy to do. It's so yeah. easy to get your message or your advert in front of whoever you want. Like, mm. The tools that Facebook provide, like Audience Insights, allow you to basically go and dig into any target market you want. You can find out what pages they like, what stuff they're into, what they're commenting on. Mm. It's, uh, 
it's it's a great tool and a, and, a, and a great way to do a little bit of uh, of avatar research as well. Yeah, like the tools that are available to us today are are unbelievable. Oh, it's it's absolutely brilliant, and it's it's developing all the time. I'm trialing this thing at the moment with with uh, Facebook ads, where you just go straight to Messenger. Um, yeah. It doesn't even go near a landing page. You know, I'm just trialing it with uh, with the trainer at the moment to see how that works out because it just starts a relationship much earlier than you would expect. Um, to do that because you were in front of the person straight away. See how it goes. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Um, but the, the other thing I wanted to mention actually, before I forget it, cause I will forget it is, um, it's the whole authentic thing. And it ties in with, it ties in with what, what we've been talking about is, um, you, you hear, you hear a lot of coaches and, um, and, and kind of sort of the new sort of more new age type, coaching uh to do with lifestyle and personal development and sort of stuff talking about authenticity and authentic right um i actually agree with the concept completely uh but here's the thing right people often say like because facebook live okay massive massive thing at the moment it's going to get bigger i don't know if you noticed on tv facebook advertising facebook live at the moment that's how much they're putting into this thing and so it's going to be more important for people to get in front of the camera. And the daunting thing about that is, is people often don't know what version of themselves they're going to show up as. So what they end up doing is they end up copying somebody else. Um, they like the look of somebody, they like the way somebody talks, whatever. Um, even down to the point where you see people using the same phrases as other entrepreneurs. And <laughs> you're smiling, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly um, what you're talking about because I've seen this. And, and, and again, it's, it's nothing new. So the, the big medium at the minute, as you say, is Facebook Live. Mm. Uh, there, like we've, we've got a, a huge big billboard outside our office covering a whole building in Manchester. And you've seen the ads on the TV. And, and, and the thing is, when people were just doing email marketing, they were doing exactly the same thing. So if you look at the guys who are selling all the email marketing stuff, you can tell the people that have been through their courses because they use the same words and they use the same phrases and they try and write in the same style yeah. rather than trying to write in their own voice. Mm. And, yeah. and that's the key. When you're putting your message out there, you got to be you. you got to have to write it in your own voice because mm. guess what? Guess what happens when someone meets you in real life and, and they've been reading your emails or they've seen your Facebook lives and, and you're actually trying to sell them something face to face, and and you're talking completely differently to to you did in your emails. There's going to be a there's going to be a lack of congruency there, and, yeah. and that's going to cause a disconnect, and and that that's never good for business. No, that's it. I'll tell, tell you a funny story. I watched. Um, do you know Chris Ducker? Yes. Yeah. I do. I do. He's I do. And uh, he he's got his video, and he talks about this. Um, is at a conference he did and he talks about these guys that had this website in the States who are doing very, very well. And, um, and they, they got completely ripped off by another company down to like copied their website, copied the text and everything. It even copied their about page. So it had a picture of these two guys on the ripped off website, which was from Russia somewhere. And, uh, and these guys were saying uh, they, they changed the pictures of their profiles on the about page so here's the company owners. They changed the picture. They changed the names, but they kept the about text of the company they'd ripped off. 
So even though they're in somewhere like Siberia or something, they were saying, um, we like to go surfing down in California. And all, kind of, <laughs> they, all, all the text of the company they'd ripped off. So they hadn't changed it. But, um, but he talks a lot about personal brand and personality marketing, and, and that's why I follow him. But, um, but the, the thing is, is, the whole authentic thing is, like I say, it's, it's, it's difficult for people because we do have different selves depending on who we are. So you act differently with your parents, for example, than you do with your best mate or with your wife or your kids, whatever. So we do have these different personalities that show up. So I don't think there's anything wrong personally with crafting who you want to be in front of the camera. You just have to craft it on something that's authentic with you, your core values and everything. So if you have a professional persona uh, and that's how you want to be, that's fine. If you want to talk to your audience like you do with your best mate, that's fine too. Um, but whatever you do, it has to be comfortable for you and it has to be a version of you, not a version of somebody else. And, um, and, I, and that's what I believe. I, I believe that people can, it's, it's absolutely fine if you, want to, if you want to appear on camera as a certain persona. People do it all the time. I bet if you, but if you met your favorite celebrity in person, often they're quite different than they are when they're promoting their film or something. So, um, so you have to bear that in mind and then just feel comfortable. Once you feel comfortable and you've got that message that's congruent, you'll feel like telling anyone who will listen about it. Yeah, I think that uh, what you're saying about different scenarios, like I've been known to drop the occasional F-bomb, but I, I still don't swear in front of my parents ever. No. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it in a fancy restaurant. But if I go to a football match, I'll be calling the referee all sorts of names. Well, but, especially as an Everton supporter. But yeah, especially as an Everton supporter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, let's let's move on quickly from that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you've got to find a happy medium. You got to mm. find what, as you say, what's comfortable for you. And if if you are someone that, and and this is something again that you see a lot in the marketing world people who are swearing for the sake of swearing and dropping F-bombs and yeah, if that's you and that's the way you talk and that's the way you talk in real life, that's cool. Do that. But if you're doing it for fact, don't do it because it makes you look like a marketing douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, um, it, it's interesting because you see that happening when people are communicating with the people that they're trying to be like. Yeah. So they might stick a swear word in with it and they put it in the wrong place. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, it just doesn't, they, you know, often you see it in Facebook groups, or whatever, where they've written a swear word in somewhere and you think, and you, it feels, you feel it in yourself. You go, that's not how you really talk. Um, and if you feel that, then people are going to feel that disconnect when they, they watch your stuff, they, they listen to you. Um, but, but here's the other thing, okay. Um, you'll get there you will find your voice. You'll find what's comfortable for you. I first started going on camera recording stuff in, in 2012. And, at, and if I look back to the stuff I was doing then, it's shocking. Um, uh, you know, the way I was talking to the camera, all the rest of it. And, and I just didn't feel like me. And, and why, when I watched it back, I just didn't, didn't feel like me. And obviously, watching yourself back, listening to yourself is still a painful experience for everybody. But my advice about that would be just to, just to get stuck in and do it. Because at first, and this is something I listened to from uh, Gary Varnacek, the good old Gary V, is he was saying the first video he ever did on YouTube had one viewer, or like two viewers or something. I think one of them was his mum. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and, and that's, that's it. He started there. He crafted his, his honed his skills um, in front of a small audience and started to build his audience and got better and better and better and just kept at it. Um, and, and actually probably over that time crafted the version of himself he wants to be to the world, which is probably quite similar to what he is in real life. Um, and I remember Dan Meredith saying not that long ago, he's saying what you get from me in real life is the same as what you get from me online. It's probably about 80% of what you get online. Cause obviously you've got to, you've got to be a bit more kind of, you know, entertaining. Um, and you know, when people meet you in real life, you know, you're not going to be that kind of hundred, hundred miles an hour all the time, are you? So, and, and actually, uh, you know, that, that's, that's completely true for a lot of people you meet that, that work with the, uh, the premise that are going to just be themselves. So, yeah, that's my advice. I think what, with, with the Gary V ex- example, uh, he's, it's not that he's, he's actually changed who he is. It's just that the more he does it, he becomes more comfortable mm. being who he is in front of the camera. Mm. Yeah. And, and the way you talk to your audience... You know, you get the feedback from what they like, and what they don't like. It's like, it's like um, my wife's got a, a, a blog, which is a, um, a parent blog. It's a mum blog. Um, it's, it's grown really, really well. It's, it, it's got really good traction now and all the rest of it. Um, and the first time she swore on the blog, there was people saying, oh, I don't think you meant that. Or so, someone complained about it and someone said, oh, I didn't, didn't think you meant that. And it was a very uncomfortable experience because it's like, oh, is, have, I, have I pitched this wrong? You know, should I be doing this? And it's like, well, actually, it's probably the wrong person in my, in my audience. Yeah. You know, and, and that, person can, that person can vote with their feet. They can walk away um, or vote with your fingers on Facebook, obviously. And, you know, you end up with an audience that, that do like what you say and what you do and all the rest of it. And, uh, and now, obviously, Gary's just completely happy being who he is. Um, so yeah, so that's cool. So, um, yeah, let me just jump in there because yeah. then about potentially getting the wrong audience watching your video. I remember the very first video I did when I had my personal training business, I spent a load of money getting, getting a professional videographer in, uh, recorded all, all the exercises for my online course and then did my intros. When I put my intros on onto Facebook, there was there was lots of ums and ahs and pauses and I think I think the word is brain farts. And uh, <laughs> I had a few people comment on it. But right. here's the thing: it wasn't potential clients who were making the comments. It was other nah. per- other personal trainers. Mm. Like, do you know what? I don't care. I'm putting the content out there. You're not. I'm growing my business. You're not. This is what you have to do. And, and you said earlier on about cringing when you watch it back. There's a really good solution to that. And it's don't watch it back. Record <laughs> it. Upload it. Put it out there. Done. Yeah. So, That's you know, true. Do you know what? This has gone in a completely different direction than I thought it would go today. Really? I thought we were going to be talking about loads of different stuff. Well, it's funny how that happens. You know, it happens the same in my podcast. Often it's like, you know, I had one guy say to me once, uh, let's set some expectations. I was like, what? 
you know, the way I do, I just prefer to have a chat because that's how some of the good stuff comes out often. Yeah. Um, Tim. Yeah. Where can we find you and find out a little bit more about you? And also, we know you've got your own podcast, so where can we find that? So first of all, the podcast is called Let's Get Visible. And it's, um, it's about uh, creating a personal brand. And the, the, the slant is it for, for fitness professionals. So you, first of all, if you can go there, your good self is on it. So is Amy. Um, I've got some amazing guests. I've got some great podcasts coming out. Um, some, some brilliant people that you will have heard of. Okay, so let's just leave it that way. Um, and the other place is just to find me at timtavener.com. Everything will be there. Um, and uh, yeah, just come and hook me up and, and, and find out just just hook me up and say hello and connect all the rest of it I'm, I'm i'm a friendly sort of person look we're doing this podcast in my bedroom that's how friendly i am all right so come and hook me up come and come and connect and say hello okay tim thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and uh i tell you what i'd like to get you back on again and probably chat about the things i thought we were going to chat about <laughs> but absolutely this, this has been really valuable i think uh, i think you guys that are listening will get great value from this especially if you uh take action on things which is uh is what a lot of businesses are missing learning and not taking action so yeah let's let's close it up and we'll uh we'll catch you guys later thanks very much and uh, take care everyone see you soon You've been listening to the Clarity Digital Marketing Show with your host, Liam Thompson, helping your business reach, influence, and attract more customers or clients online. For exclusive show notes or to connect with us, head over to our website, claritydigitalmarketing.com. Until next time.